Okay, so I thought I was going to take a little breaky break from my podcast again, but today I realized I have some things to say. So let's get into it. I am a little bit all over the place right now. My period just came nine days early. It makes sense because I've been going through a lot of changes and like I have been going through some stressful, triggering times and that always just transforms everything that's going on in your body. But I want to talk about self-regulation because I have been doing a pretty good job at it despite everything that has happened to me in these past few weeks because a lot has happened and it has been a lot on my body. And as I just mentioned, but what I'm realizing is that I'm actually like starting to change my behavior. Like for years, I feel like I was wanting to be someone, but my behavior wasn't aligning with that person that I wanted to be. And honestly, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the person I wanted to be wasn't in line with who I actually am. But as if you try to be somebody you're not, no matter how much behavior changing techniques or whatever, you'll never be able to do it. It's just going to never align. But now that I have a clearer sense of who I am, and consequently, who I want to be based off of, you know, what I've realized are my values and my beliefs and who I am as a person. Now I can actually start to change my behavior to be the person that I want to be. And it's happening so smoothly. And I'm just here to talk about that because... The person I want to be is very, very collected, calm, and able-bodied under all circumstances. Like, I want to be able to handle every single situation with grace. I don't ever want to act out from a place of, like, dysregulation and my emotions get the best of me and I flip out. I've never actually ever in my life like lost my temper to my knowledge. I know I cry and historically I used to cry so much and I get very sad. But I I can't think of one time I've truly like yelled at somebody. I've said some words. Don't get it twisted, (laughs) but um, I've never like full out reached a point where it's like wrathful anger. And so that's just not me. So I'm already starting off with a pretty good baseline, but I did grow up in a household where one parent was easily very tempered. And I remember always feeling on edge. But the other parent never, ever, I never saw lose their temper. And 
don't know why I feel the urge to announce which parent is which, but my mom was the one who always lost her temper and my dad was the cool, calm, collected one. And so in many ways I am inspired by him. And now that I'm older and more mature though, I can see that, I don't know if he fully is like processing some things, but that is his business. And I have also recently learned I can't, I can't um, bring things to light for people who just don't want to see it. Like people have to reach certain conclusions themselves. Like what I have realized about myself is what other people, a lot of people have been telling me, but I just didn't want to hear it. Like I had to realize it for myself, you know? So, you know, like when you see things in your friends and, you know, you try to call them out lovingly, sometimes they just, they're not ready to reach that conclusion and that's okay. But anyways, you know me going off on tangents. So after growing up in a household that was pretty dysregulated, my nervous system naturally attuned to the most quote unquote dangerous person in the room. And that was my mom in the sense of like, not like danger, danger, like child abuse, but danger in the sense of like, she's going to lose her temper if I don't act right. And it builds a very fearful child, you know? So I think that's a part in the reason why I don't, I've never even thought of myself of having a temper because I just wasn't able to tap into that side of me. Maybe when I was really, really young, but then I got reprimanded for it. That's probably what happened. And ever since then, I've just been like, okay, let me be cool, calm, collected. But here's the thing about being cool, calm, collected, and regulated is that it's not that you don't feel your emotions. It's not, even if you're the type to, you know, blow up and like, boom, explode on people, you can still let that emotion arise and pass through your body. Really, it's just all about feeling your emotions as they come and not attributing it to somebody else. Boom. That's that's honestly the summary of what I've learned is that nobody else is responsible for processing my emotions but me. Like somebody can trigger me, somebody can make me feel a certain way, somebody can hurt my feelings, do XYZ, but how I process that in my body and what I do in return is my business. And I have so much power over that. And I think, honestly, the whole downfall of humanity is that we are blaming so many outward forces, whether it's people, life circumstances, whatever, whatever. Maybe this is turning into toxic positivity, toxic positivity a little bit, but... It's, it's not toxic positivity because I'm telling you to feel your anger and your grief, your shame, whatever these, these quote unquote lower emotions 
but honestly, I've probably said this before, but I feel like all no emotion is good or bad. Just they, some emotions have worse effects than others if you let them sit for too long. But honestly, everything needs to be flowing and we need to treat our emotions like the seasons. Like it's a cycle. They come and go. They come and go. But I do believe peace and stillness can be maintained. But anyways, basically, oh my God, I forgot what I was saying. I, I've been doing this a lot lately, just in general in my day-to-day life. I've done this many times on my podcast before, though, and it, it always comes back to me. So I'll just keep, I'll just keep rambling. And what was I talking about? Self-regulation regulating emotions oh yeah the key like staying processing your emotions so and we attribute them to other people honestly other people have been my main source of blame for how I choose to feel about certain things like I'm like oh well this person made me feel like this or this person didn't do this or they didn't want to X, Y, like, you know, create a whole story in your head. And you're like, that's why I'm going to be mad at, sad at the world forever. Like, I have no purpose now. I'm the queen of doing that. <laughs> and, um, well, I used to be the queen of doing that. I have since retired from that arena because I've realized that I can control myself and I can catch myself so whenever I'm feeling super triggered or like something rattles me and I'm like oh I always feel it pay attention to where you feel triggered in your body because I'm realizing that that is where the healing will happen and where the light will enter because I always feel it in my lower stomach I say it every episode at this point um, lower right stomach and also my shoulders. Like I, I get so tense and then my hands like kind of ball up and I'm like, <gasps> like shaking. And then I'm like, okay, breathe. Because the body's response to our stimuli is not what we need to make a, what's the word I'm looking for? an informed decision on how we should respond to what has triggered us. That response is literally based on survival. And I'm pretty sure I touched on this on either my last episode or second to last episode about how, you know, the fear response, the stress response, and there's so many different types of stress responses. You can look into them and figure out which one you lean towards to. I normally lean towards freeze or fawn, which is just like people pleasing overload, like to the point of like, oh no, yeah, I'll do whatever you say. Because like, that's kind of what I had to do when I was younger. But now that I'm older and grown and doing my own thing, I don't have to please anybody. Not a soul. That's the best part about being an adult. Like, I do not have to please anybody. And nobody can force me into pleasing them. 
So I'm celebrating that. And even if you are in a situation, oh, the sirens, let me pause because I can see them coming towards me. Okay, so even if you are in a control dynamic where somebody has power over you, whether it's a parent or some type of caregiver or some situation you can't leave for circumstances out of your control, I did realize, like right before I moved out and I first started getting into this stuff, is that there are ways to still find solace in the in the chaos. And I have a podcast episode on it specifically. Um, I think it's curating a safe environment for the body. Actually, let me check. Okay, yeah, it's episode six. Go check that out. If you are finding yourself in an unsafe home environment for whatever reason. But for those of us who have complete control over our environments, this is such a game changer. Like, nobody has power over me. I can choose to react or not react or not respond. Like, it's such a... Oh, my God. Downtown is just so annoying okay so the the whole point is that we have autonomy and we can regulate ourselves don't get me wrong like everything that i preach is hard it's hard and i am not perfect nobody ever is like The whole thing about being regulated and regulating yourself is that there are going to be times where you just act out a little bit. Like it's it's going to happen. Like we're human. Nobody is going to reach nirvana. Well, I guess I shouldn't speak for everybody, but like it's just unrealistic to expect yourself to always be doing the right things at the right time no matter how much work you do on yourself and things are very cyclical some seasons i'm going to feel on my a game other seasons i'm not that's just what it is But I want to get into some of my favorite regulation tactics because there are certain behaviors I have been doing that are not congruent with the person that I now know myself to be and fully want to embody. And I'm realizing that a lot of these behaviors were unconscious. Like, I just wouldn't even think about it. It's just like immediate reaction like for example feeling insane gonna smoke some weed and I'm no longer sober now so I'm not even trying to bash anybody who turns to drugs or alcohol but just know that if you're relying on something specifically everyday users might want to you know just do a little analysis on like every single time you have that urge to do it. Like I'm not saying don't do it, but like just just think 
about it for a little. Like build that space between stimuli and reaction. Like let's like explore the space between a little bit because the space between is where transformation happens. When we can stop ourselves, like when something triggers me and I take a breath and I don't do anything and I just process the emotion. And another thing I feel the need to say, intellectualizing your feelings is not the same thing as processing them. And that's honestly why talk therapy is a great start, but it is probably not the end-all be-all for a lot of people because you're intellectual intellectualizing your emotions. And I mean, don't get me wrong, because my very first therapist I've probably talked about before, she was a somatic therapist and we talked about, you know, where I was feeling things in the body. So there are therapists like that and therapists who do give you like physical actions to do in general, whether that's just like breathing exercises or whatever, whatever it is. So obviously there is some nuance to what I'm saying, but processing your emotions happens in the body. And there's so many ways to fully process emotions, whether it's through yin yoga, gentle yoga. I mean, a lot of the stuff I'm going to say I talked about in my is it love or anxiety episode where I was basically talking about what I was doing when I was feeling triggered. But I want to double tap into that because more so like I was still doing things, even when I was like, you know, regulating, quote unquote, regulating myself, I was still doing things that probably would have prevented me from getting triggered to begin with. And these are self-induced behaviors. And now that I am much wiser than I was three weeks ago... I am here to say that change is possible. And because, okay, now it's going to get a little meta because whenever I'd be feeling triggered, I would start to do things that would trigger me even further. And then it'd just be like a domino effect until I would be in a crisis state. And then I'd be like, okay, I need to, I'm out of my body. Let me get back into my body. So... This is more prevention of introducing more triggers into your life because we all we all know like when we do something like if I if I'm triggered smoke some weed like weed is gonna make me feel groggy and anxious the next day and then I'm gonna like keep going and it's gonna ball up into a cycle of like triggered nonsense and then I'm gonna do something that's completely not what I want to even be doing, but I'm going to do it because I'm just not regulated. And it really all comes down to patience with yourself. Everything I'll ever say always comes down to patience and being gentle with yourself. I'll always say that. 
now because I was so hard on myself for so long. And even now, like when I catch myself doing things, when I have my little slip ups, I'm like, Tyler, I used to be like, Tyler, why are you doing that? But now I'm like, Tyler, it's okay, girl. Like, it's fine. (laughs) You're chilling. Like, it's okay. You're going to mess up. This is literally how I talk to myself now. And honestly, it has curated a wonderful life experience for me. (laughs) I think we all also just need to change how we talk to ourselves. When something, you know, hits a spot and we do something that we don't want to do. Or even like, I used to beat myself up for feeling a type of way about things to begin with. Luckily, I'm past that. But I think a lot of people are still at that point where they feel like they shouldn't even feel a way about something. So they're not even allowing themselves to feel the thing. And so they're doing a whole bunch of suppression. It just gets layered and layered and layered of just like avoiding everything. And then I can't even talk though, because I kind of just did this recently, but I've gotten a whole lot better at it. Okay. I've gotten a whole lot better at accepting that I did that, accepting that I made a mistake, accepting that I didn't want to feel the way I felt. And it's just such a beautiful feeling to give yourself the validation that you seek from other people. Like, I can validate myself. And again, once again, never ever saying we don't need other people. I love other people. I love socializing. I can talk anybody's ear off. And I love the people in my life. But I cannot blame other people for my responses and reactions to things. That is on me to regulate. And some other ways I just love to regulate is putting my phone down because usually when I'm dysregulated, I feel the need to go to social media and like try to post something to act like <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> when, tell, tell me you live in a dystopia without telling me you live in a dystopia. Like literally going on social media, trying to prove a point. Um, it's like, okay, Tyler, put the phone down, put the social media away, like stop lurking because that's not going to give you the validation you need. Like you need to just take a breath validate yourself. It's going to be okay. Nobody else has the answers but you. And you're going to be fine. Like, oh, what a game changer. Such a simple little thing that I changed has had such a transformative act on my life. And something that also brings me peace is if you're dealing with any sort of loss or grief or like you know you lose somebody or somebody rejects you rejects you um they just you know don't want you in your life or even if you don't want somebody else in your life because some it still hurts like letting someone go everybody I've ever had to let go I always feel a little sad about it and a a lot of guilty because I'm like, oh, like I should have like really tried harder. But like sometimes shit doesn't work out and that's okay. But like 
I think that is also a big fear of a lot of people is just like the fear of losing people. But now that I have gone through many seasons and cycles of friends and people that I've dated, people really come and go. And the fact that I moved to California pretty much alone, like I knew two people here and now I have so many wonderful connections. Like the universe will take care of you and will bring you the people that you need. People come and go, especially men, especially men. I finally accepted that. Like it's just a cycle. Don't get attached to the people. Get attached to how people make you feel when you are living in alignment with yourself. Because if somebody makes you feel aligned and regulated, because you can have people who you co-regulate with and people who your nervous system feels very calm with. And those people, those are my favorite people. I, I need people who make me feel calm. I don't want any more drama, any more chaos any more pulls, any more energetic cords. Like I need people who I can regulate with at this stage of my life. I'm an old soul. <laughs> I finally accepted. Like I'm, I feel like I'm approaching 70 in some areas of my life. And I'm like, I, I need some calm, relaxed energy. No control dramas, no games, no like weird, like, subtle jabs at me like I need someone who can regulate with me and when you memorize that feeling of somebody who is that safety for you even if that person leaves or I shouldn't say is that safety for you but like provides a sense of safety for you because at the end of the day the safety needs to come with you first But if you have people who help you reach that point and then they leave your life, it's going to be okay because there are going to be other people who come in when you're embodying that, the way people make you feel. And that's why creative visualization and like a lot of meditations will have you like go back to a place where you, you know, felt really calm or like relaxed or for me it's usually always on the beach and I have a lot of specific beach memories I return to in my meditations but that brings a lot of calmness in my life I don't do it that much anymore because I'm realizing I'm pretty calm now after all the work I've done which is great but I highly, highly recommend it for people who feel like they're always on edge or like they can't get a sense of calmness is the imagination, like the brain is so powerful. You have no idea. Like your brain doesn't know the difference between whether or not what you're imagining is real or not. Like that's why we get so dysregulated because we think something is a life or death situation and that's how we're coding it in our brain. So if you think about it, if you can code your brain to think back to the times you were super regulated, the times you really, really felt grounded in your body or whoever you were with when you felt super grounded in your body, like it's almost as if they're right next to you. It's like such a great cheat code. I'm like, because energy is forever. 
energy is forever, baby. So it's really just all about embodying that. And I'm feeling complete. I'm starting to sense that my podcasts are starting to merge into each other. And I might just be repeating a lot of the same things, but it is what it is. It's not like I'm here to pass the test or something. And I'm actually by my sound bowl right now. I don't think I banged on it these past few episodes. So let me bang it for y'all. <laughs> um, glad I was in a talking mood today. See you on the flip side.